Lord God, we thank you for Catherine. First of all, we thank you that Damien and Catherine Riley got back safe from Queensland last week, um, despite all the floods and stuff. And um, Lord, we thank you for Catherine's heart for you and for your word. And Lord, we thank you for the series we were doing on faith as well. And Lord, I pray you just um, increase our faith by your spirit as we listen to your word today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. That song was actually a, a great introduction into what I want to talk to, talk about today. Um, because, uh, yeah, God is the only one who can do. There's certain things that God that only God can do in our lives. You know, he's the only one that can bring beauty from ashes, that can, you know, all those wonderful things that we just sung. Like, only God can do those things. Um, and I know there's people in this room, and I'm one of one of them. I am one of you um, that are waiting for God to do something. Um, and so, if you're waiting for God to do something, this is a message for you. But even if you're not currently waiting for God to do something, I promise you there will be a time in your life that you will be waiting on God. So don't think you can switch off today. This is a message for you um, as well. And there's just some great principles in here um, that we can use every day, whether we're waiting on something in particular or not. Um, and I just want to encourage you, like the lyrics from that song say it. You know, even when we're waiting on God, even when we haven't got that answer to prayer, He's better than anything. So just spend the time with Him. Um, so yeah, I'm continuing the Daring Faith series that we've been doing for the last month or so. Put up your hand if God has been challenging you or encouraging you through this series. Yep, I've been loving it. I've been watching it online when I haven't been here the last, well, I think I've been away for four weeks of this series, but I've watched them all online. Um, so today's topic is about waiting on God. Um, I actually chose this this topic to do months ago because I was like, oh, it just jumped out at me. I was like, okay, God, I'm listening. I need this message for myself, so I better preach it because then I'm really going to have to listen to you about it. Um, who likes waiting? Yep, no hands are up in the room. I'm pretty sure there won't be anyone with their hands up online. If you do have your hand up, what? Why? <laughs> Who likes waiting? Um, a few things make us more irritated than having to wait. Who agrees with that? Yeah. <laughs> um, but waiting is an important part of life. There's so much waiting that we have to do in life. Waiting in lines, waiting in traffic. Um, and it's an important part of our character development. Um, if you want to see someone's character, make them wait. <laughs> There are some things that we can only learn by waiting, that, and we can learn them no other way. Um, an immature child doesn't know the difference between no and not yet. I'm very aware of that with a one-year-old right now. And it's something that they have to learn. It's something that we all have to learn. Our inability to wait can often be the cause of so many problems in our lives. Have you ever been in a hurry when God wasn't? Yeah. That's where I'm at right now. Um, some of us 
are waiting on God. We are waiting on God to open a door. We're waiting on God for a job opportunity, waiting on Him to answer a prayer, waiting on Him for clarification, waiting for new direction, waiting for a baby, waiting for God to remove pain or to heal a relationship. There's so many things that you, other things too that you could be waiting on. There's probably something in your mind right now. And you go, I don't get it. I pray and nothing's happening. Why, God? Because there's a delay. And we have to remember that there's a difference between no and not yet. But why, why does God delay things? It, because he can. He's God. He can answer prayer immediately. He can do things instantly. But sometimes the timing just isn't right. Sometimes God has to work, has work to do on us before he works on the solution. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3.11, God does everything just right and on time. But people can never completely understand what he is doing. We don't always understand because we're not God. Waiting requires us, waiting requires as much faith as taking initiative. Waiting can be as much a matter of trust as taking a risk. Two important questions for all of us are, what do you need to remember while you're waiting on God? And what do you need to do? Hopefully, by the end of today, you will have an answer to those questions. Okay, so I'm going to give you five things to remember. And there's a sheet on your chair. You've, um, you've got that there. You can fill in the blanks as we go. And you can take it home and stick it on your fridge or put it somewhere where you're going to, it's going to help you remember. So next time you're waiting on something and getting frustrated, you can look at the sheet. Okay, number one. Remember, there's a natural delay between planting and harvesting. There's a natural delay between planting and harvesting. You don't plant a seed and instantly get a plant. <laughs> yeah, wow. In Ecclesiastes 3, um, it says there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to scatter and a time to gather. This is simply talking about seasons. You always get the results of what you plant in life in another season, not in the same season. So if you're planted something in one season, you actually have to wait for that season to finish and go into another season to see the fruit. You don't plant and harvest in the same season. You, you might want to write this down, add it to the sheet. I reap in a different season than I sow. And during this season of waiting, you wait quietly. You wait expectantly. You wait patiently in faith. You remember that there's a natural delay between planting and harvesting. So when you put your request in, it's not going to be instantly fulfilled. There's always a delay. So the second thing to remember is that there's an unseen battle going on. 
there is a spiritual warfare going on in the realm that we don't even understand in the spiritual realm. We don't see it, we don't feel it, but in the cosmic realm, there is a spiritual war going on. And the fact is, sometimes we're caught up right in the middle of it and we have no idea. In Ephesians 6 verse 12, it says, We are not struggling and fighting against human beings, but against evil spiritual forces in the heavenly realm, the rulers, authorities, and powers of darkness. When we send up a prayer, there's often a battle on how it's going to be answered. While we're we're in the waiting room, Satan can start throwing darts of doubt, discouragement, disappointment, delay, depression. And this, this verse can remind us that we should be aware that the powers of darkness are going to try and get us down. Because having our prayers answered aren't always as simple as it seems. So you might want to add this to your outline as well. A delay is not a denial. So even though we're waiting, the answer might not be a no. A delay is not a denial. When an answer to prayer is delayed, it doesn't mean it's not going to be answered. There may be some kind of spiritual warfare going on behind the scenes and you've got to just keep on praying and keep on waiting on God. Number three. Remember. God is preparing me for his blessing. God's preparing me for his blessing. When we have an idea and you ask God for something in your life, God usually has a bigger idea. He usually has a better idea. And he's going he's to have to prepare us for it. He needs to prepare us to make us ready for the bigger and better things that he wants to do. And he usually has to take some time to do that. God wants to get us ready before he answers the prayer for a new job, for a mate, for a child, to get married, whatever your prayer request is. Because God's more interested in changing our character than he is in answering our prayers. Andrew's been telling me that for 10 years. And I still go, oh, okay. He wants to prepare us for the blessings and also for eternity. Here's what the Bible says in 1 Peter 1. There is a wonderful joy ahead, even though it is necessary for you to endure many trials for a while. These troubles... And you might want to circle this on your sheet. These troubles test your faith to show that it is strong and pure, just as fire tests and purifies gold, and your faith is far more precious to God than mere gold. God wants to test our faith. He wants to faith. He wants to purify it. He wants to make it strong. He wants to make it pure. Andrew talked last week about increasing our faith. Like we only have to start with the smallest, tiniest amount of faith. And it can grow. And then God makes it even better and purer and stronger. Some of you are going through the fire right now. Keep going. 
don't stop in the fire. If you're in hell, you don't stay there. Keep moving. Keep going. Waiting is always a test. It tests your character. It tests your trust. It tests your faith. It tests your endurance. It tests all kinds of things in your life. So that's number three. Number four. The next, thing, the next thing we need to remember when we're waiting is that remember that you're in good company. When you're waiting on God, you're in good company. Look around. Do you like the look of the person next to you? You're in good company. There's also been millions of saints before us. There's been millions of people who have waited on God before us. We're not alone. In fact, if you're in the waiting room right now, if you're waiting on a job, waiting on an answer, waiting on a prayer, there are a lot of people sitting around you right now in exactly the same situation. Millions of people praying the same prayers. You can even look in the Bible. There's so many examples in the Bible of people who waited on God. Hannah waited for years for a baby. Moses waited 40 years in the wilderness. Abraham waited 100 years before he had a child. Noah waited 120 years before it rained. God, God waited thousands of years before sending Jesus. We get in a hurry, but God isn't. God's playing the long game. Hebrews 6.15 says, After waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. It's the waiting that's essential to faith. That was number four. Now number five. Remember, God always, always keeps his promises. That's what you need to remember when you're waiting on God. You can count on God to come through. He's got a good track record. There are over 7,000 promises in the Bible that he has made. 7,000. That's just in the Bible. He's staked his reputation on them and he's followed through. So what can we do in the waiting room? Well, what we, what we shouldn't do is focus on what we don't have don't have the money, I don't have the talent, I don't have the connections, I don't have the opportunity. You don't focus on what you don't have. You focus on what you do have. You focus on what God does have, what God can do. And one of the ways that we can do that is through focusing on those 7,000 promises. Not all at the same time, that's a bit intense. But you can memorize. You can open up your Bible, find some of those promises and memorize them. Memorize them so that when, you're, when you start getting into that worrying and that whining about, oh, I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. Why? Switch, it, switch your focus from the worrying and the whining to God's promises, what he has done in the past so you can remember what he will do in your present and in your future. Promises can help you focus on God and his unlimited, unlimited abilities instead of you and your limited abilities. 
The Bible says anything is possible if you have faith. Habakkuk 2 verse 3 says, God says, at the time, at the time I have decided, my words will come true. You can trust what I say about the future. It may take a long time, but keep on waiting. It will happen. Okay, so I've just shared five things to remember. Remember, there's a time delay between planting and harvesting. Remember that there's a spiritual battle going on. Remember that God is preparing you for the answer. Remember that you're in good company while you're waiting. And remember that God always keeps his promises. So that's five things to remember. And that kind of helps you think of answers the question of what, you know, what do I need to remember when I'm waiting? Here's four things that you can do to answer that second question. What do I do? What do I do when I'm waiting? And just for fun, I didn't make it up. Um, Rick Warren did. There's an acrostic and it, you know, makes up the letters wait. So it's easy to remember when you're waiting, you've got to wait. And the W stands for write down the lessons that I'm learning. Keep a journal. Write down the lessons. Reflect on them. Because God's more interested in our character than our comfort. So he has some things that he wants to teach us before, the, before he answers our prayers. Um, and if we don't write them down, there's a much greater risk of forgetting them. And if we forget them, what happens? We have to learn them again. That's not fun. That's painful. That's unnecessary pain. To have to go and learn a lesson again. Ouch. I've done it many times. I need to start journaling again. That's why I needed to hear this message today. So are you keeping a written record of your progress in your Christian life? Are you writing it down? Are you keeping a journal? Because sometimes the smallest lessons can lead to the biggest successes. Sometimes the smallest amount of character growth can change who we are so much and make such a big difference in our lives. So we've got to be, we've got to be doing the work, writing it down, reflecting on it, processing those lessons so that we can actually apply them to our lives. Psalm 119.33 is a good prayer to pray when you're in the wilderness. It is, God, teach me lessons for living so that I can stay the course. This is actually one of my most frequently over the years prayed prayers. So yeah, reason to pray this. When you feel like you're getting lost, when you feel like you're getting discouraged in the waiting, pray this prayer. God, teach me lessons for living so that I can stay the course. Teach me the le lessons for living so I can get through this with the minimum, minimum amount of time. Because you don't want to be wandering in the desert for 40 years like the Israelites did. You don't want to be going in circles. Teach me the lessons for life so that I can stay the course. So that's W. A in wait is act. Act as though I already have it. 
We've got to act as though I already have it. This is called faith. When we have a need and we've planted a seed, what we do while we're waiting for that seed to grow is to act as if we already have it. This, I struggle with this one, to be honest. I really struggle with this one. But it's, I think it's a, it's a great spiritual practice to do. We're claim, because by acting as if we have it, we're claiming it. We're claiming that blessing. We're claiming that answer to prayer. So typically when we're in the waiting rooms and the wilderness of life, you know what we do? What we do is wander and we worry and we whine. So instead of that, we need to learn to act as if we've already got it. Here's what Jesus said. He said in Mark 11, verse 24, he said, Jesus said, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Believe you have received it and it will be yours. What's Jesus saying? He's saying, believe that I've already got it in order to get it. Faith is believing even before it happens. Practically speaking, here's an example. If you're praying for a job, do you sleep in, sit around in your pyjamas all day? Or do you set alarm, set an alarm? Do you get up? Do you get dressed? Do you stay active? Do you get out into the world as if you did have a job, preparing yourself for when you do? Act as if you've already got the job. Because waiting is not passivity. Waiting is not passivity. You do all you can to get ready. There is a difference between passively waiting in fear and in apathy and expectantly waiting where you take action. You get prepared and you act as though you already have it. That's faith. Start thanking God now for what he's going to do. Okay, I. The I in wait is imitate the habits that grow strong faith. Don't put your life on hold. We need to, we need to look around. Look around and find a strong woman of God, a strong woman, man of God, and imitate them. What are their habits? What are their skills? What do they do? Use the time that you're waiting to develop your personal maturity. 1 Peter 6, 7 says, We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. And Paul in Philippians says, Keep on putting into practice all you learned from me and heard from me and saw me doing. We've got to imitate and we've got to, we've got to act. We've got to actually keep on doing those things. Because, um, and this is the blank space on your sheet. When I'm in the waiting room of life, don't put life on hold. Waiting is not inactivity. It is not idleness. It is not laziness. It's not passivity. It's not apathy. Waiting is a time to develop habits and skills that, you can, that you're going to use later on. Don't put your life on hold. So what are, what are some of these habits that you can form, that you can do? Well, you've got to keep on praying. Keep praying. 
You've got to keep on serving, no matter how small it is. Whatever you, little thing you can do, serve God. Um, you've got to keep on going to a small group or a life group. If you're not already part of one, write it on your care card because we'd love you to be part of a small group um, because it's a great way to, to grow. It's a great habit to be on the journey with. Keep on sowing. Keep on sowing seeds. Don't stop. You never know what seeds are going to grow, so keep sowing and keep on believing so there's habits again where, yeah, they're on your sheet. Keep on praying, keep on serving, keep on going to small group, keep on sowing and keep on believing. T in wait is trust God instead of panicking. This is one I, I need to write this in big letters on my bathroom mirror, I think. Trust God instead of panicking. There are a couple of facts you can trust about God. God's never in a hurry. God is never late, and God's timing is always perfect. No matter what we think, it should be. So what happens in those times where, God is, where it appears that God is late? In the times where it appears God is late, God is getting you ready. I can give you so many examples of this in Scripture. One of them is the story of Mary and Martha in the Bible, and their brother Lazarus. Lazarus got sick. They sent for Jesus, but Lazarus died before Jesus arrived. Was he late? No, because God had a plan. And that was to show them that he had the power to resurrect, to resurrect Lazarus from the dead. Sometimes God lets a situation get so bad that only a miracle will do. Sometimes also we, we get ourselves into those situations. Um, but don't give up on your faith. Hold on, hang on, do the things that I've just spoken about because you're getting ready for a miracle. So God already knows what he's going to do in your life next month, next year, and next decade. And he has a plan for you. And it's a good plan. And we need to trust him. We need to relax. We need to remember to trust God and to do these things. To write down the lessons. To act, act as though it's already happened. To keep on doing the habits. Keep on sowing. Keep on sharing. Keep on serving. Keep on believing. And keep on going to small group. And keep on praying. Because God's timing is perfect. He's not too late. Even if you feel like it's a lost cause. It's not too late because God is never late. Galatians verse six, um, uh, chapter 6, verse 9 says, So let us not get tired of doing what is right, for after a while, at the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing. But we've got to remember this next bit. If we don't get discouraged and give up. So you're going to reap that harvest of blessing, but you can't give up. You can't get discouraged. You can't give up. You've got to keep trusting God. When the timing's right, you'll get your blessing. Don't give up. 
you have no idea what you're going to accomplish, what God's going to accomplish through you. Psalm 56 verse 3 says, Even when I'm afraid, I keep on trusting you. That's daring faith. Even when I'm afraid, discouraged, disappointed, frustrated, I will keep trusting God. That's daring faith. So I'll ask the the worship team to come up. Now, just a side note, and this is important. Some of you might have been thinking, might have been waiting on God, and but God's actually waiting on you. What you have been thinking is, I'm waiting on God. Um, but what what you're really thinking is, I'm waiting for the fear to go away, and then I'll do it. I'm going to wait for the fear to go away, and then I'll make this commitment. I've been there. Might have been thinking, I'm waiting for the fear to go away, and then I'll go after my dream. I'm going to wait for the fear to go away, and then I'll start tithing, or then I'll start serving, or then I'll get up and speak in public, or then I'll join a small group. I'm going to wait till this fear goes away, and then I'll dot, dot, dot. You fill in that blank. Let me tell you a little secret that I've learned the hard way many times. That fear, it's not going to go away. God's not going to take that fear away. The only way to get through that fear is to move against it. You must move through it. You must move against it. You must do the thing that you fear most. Because waiting isn't passivity. It isn't procrastination. Waiting on God requires remembering those five things that I've just shared about and doing those four things. Last week, Andrew talked about increasing our faith. If we're doing those things, if we're actively waiting on God, He's going to increase our faith. And that's going to help us through the fear. But we have to be stepping through it as well. God's going to be with us as we step through the fear. And in His timing, you will get your answer answer to your prayers so now the worship team is going to sing and as I sing I want you to think about that thing that you're waiting on for God and I want you to ask yourself in this time of waiting what do I need to remember what's the most important thing I need to remember and what's the most important thing I need to be doing and as we sing I invite you to bring God into that conversation. Ask God, what's the thing I need to remember? What's the thing I need to be doing? Ask Him.